I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and you have a very small garden, madam. <laughs> and I'm Brenda Blevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a tizzy yes. all the time. Uh, I, what is it? I'm flutterings and spasms all over me. <laughs> oh, yes. Cue the fan. Oh. Uh, Cue the fan, cue the the stray flyaways. Everyone had stray flyaways in this movie. It's true, yeah. It's very, it's a, uh, I almost said a messy movie, but it's not a messy movie at the same time. It's very, uh, well, before I even finish that sentence, so today, uh, per my request, mm. I, I must make it known, of course, that uh, I wanted to cover Pride and Prejudice, and I wanted to cover specifically the 2005, yes. question mark? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, adaptation with uh, everyone pretty much says like the Kira Knightley one, but everyone knows the Kira Knightley, although the star is not necessarily the star of uh, this film. And I gave it to you, Colin, because I, I'm kind of riding on the fumes of how much you enjoyed Little Women, although both different movies, um, you know, four and this movie, five sisters, actually. Um, but I also know that you are not um, a period piece bitch and i want to know i want to talk about that first i and i I feel like you've said it on other podcasts too but what what is it specifically that is a little bit of a turnoff for uh for you with with period pieces in general that it's a fine and inquisitive question young gentleman (laughs) um and and that that being i think part of what like whenever i watch a period piece i always think oh just say it just say what you want to say. Just sure. spit it out. And why are you wearing so many pieces of clothing? And, you know, like, there's there's so much. Um, and, and where are the gay people? And where are the yeah. gays? And, like, what's the bathing situation? Does everyone smell? You know, like, there's yes. lots of questions. Yes. Um, yeah, period pieces I've always kind of resisted because I, I – there is that kind of adjustment. You have to, like, settle into the world and into, like, the yeah. – the the manner of speaking and you have to kind of like get over the sense of it feeling like affected and kind of like find the truth within it and i guess there's a part of me that i don't know i could call it laziness or it could just be like my my taste of things as i'm a i'm a hello my name is doris kind of gal i want to just be like mid-2000s new york old ladies you (laughs) know um i get it give it to me straight so I yes. um so I've always kind of resisted it I think because as well 
that feeling of like, oh, how much am I really going to get like engrossed in this? Like how much am I going to relate to this or connect to Mm -hmm. it? And um, I have to go through all of the like corsets and blouses to find the heart of this, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily like right or that this is like a correct judgment. It's just kind of like, that's it's your truth that's my truth yes that's my neurotic truth yeah um, you don't how to, you don't respond to it i don't that's respond that. to it yeah <laughs> uh, and and on this podcast we i i feel like the only other period piece like real period piece we've done is like shakespeare in love yeah i guess if you want to call it that for sure yes yeah. yes yes yeah yeah i mean that definitely is as far as just like when it takes for some reason the language doesn't seem as period pc but i guess it is if i'm thinking back mm. oh shakespeare in love yeah uh and i guess little women we talked about and that's somewhat yeah. in period piece and like i'm glad you mentioned that because that was definitely what i was thinking about during pride and prejudice i was like wow Elizabeth Bennett and Joe March are kind of like yes. soul sisters, you know? Yes. Um, and Jane and like Beth, not Beth, um, Meg mm-hmm. are the same person as well, too. Yeah. Now, is there any like deliberate connection between the two? Uh, was like Louisa May Alcott a big like Austin fanatic or is it just coincidence? I know. Yeah. That they steal from each other. Right. That here's So I will say from the bat, too, that as much as I do love period pieces, I am not educated uh, in the art of period pieces mm-hmm. as far as even just reading these books too like i i've not read pride and prejudice mm-hmm. i i'm one of those i'm one of those bitches i'm like i've just seen the movie yeah. and i hate when uh you know that's fine i've i've been on either side of that fence too and I, uh, i'm always on the side of whatever whatever happens to me the majority in the room too but um do you like Shakespeare too, though? Do you are you into Shakespeare or because it's I mean that's more lush language for sure mm-hmm. too. But um... so Shakespeare, I I think it, Macbeth is like what I like the most in terms of like Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I find Shakespearean comedy and that like sense of humor to be like really off putting. Like I don't know sure. what it is. There's something about it. It's very like. Ren fair to me and that's just not my that's just not my cup of soup oh yeah the Ren fair i would love to go to a Ren fair one day just mm-hmm. to like see have a turkey leg a, yeah <laughs> yeah have a turkey leg um because i have i don't necessarily have any close friends i have like a couple students that go to the Ren fair and i think most people and i say most people are self-aware enough to know that the Ren fair is you know the Ren fair but there mm-hmm. are the, the, those few select people with any fandom that um that get into it and yeah god bless them god you bless them it's fine you know like you know we, we're we're making videos of best supporting actress montages they you know larp on the weekend totally you know? like who am i <laughs> to fine. judge like who am i to judge with like such a like a, a weird like you know esoteric kind of interest uh other yes. people who like rent fairs like and i'm not judging it's just it's just not what appeals to me but um but i do love Macbeth because i'm obsessed with lady Macduff. Um, yes, the, of course. Yeah, the Beatrice Strait of the of of Shakespeare. Yes, yeah. yes, um, yes. Beatrice Strait once played Lady Macduff in a in a performance, uh, which whoa, right, right, one scene queen, Beatrice Strait. Ugh, I know, I love it. I love her. Um, but yeah, and I like I you know so I I I know a few Shakespearean plays. I I think this is probably my first Austin experience. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I uh, I was actually talking to a couple friends last night because one of my friends really loves Wuthering Heights, and mm-hmm. I and I and it's funny because I saw somebody else on Facebook talking about Wuthering Heights and just how like 
insane it is. It's like shit goes down apparently in Wuthering Heights. Okay. And it I will say, uh, because I guess the question at hand is, you know, with all of this these these preconceived notions of period pieces, um yeah. Pride and Prejudice was a very pleasant, enjoyable, engrossing experience. Okay, I'll take it. Kind of opened oh. me up to the possibility that I might, I might want to climb those Wuthering Heights. I might want to um, <laughs> Wuthering. I love the word Wuthering. Wuthering. I know Wuthering. Heights. It's so yeah. like I just think of like a fey gay man. Oh, I'm Wuthering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. And part of me wanted one. I texted you last week, and I was like, I have an idea, and you're gonna hate it. It's like peach iced tea. You're gonna hate it, <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to any at all, like, sort of call outs, you know, like, oh, this part I could, I, I'm, I'm interested in having a very, <laughs> I got a like, big one. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to spar with you. I think it'd be fun. And I probably will, uh, will agree with some and then others I'll be like, no, this is, this is untouchable, mm-hmm. Colin. And that's fair. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to have this kind of episode because it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about just like a smidge because uh, just a little bit of Oscar slash award season um, uh, facts, mm-hmm. I guess. So this was the um, uh, the movie came out in 2005. So the Oscars was obviously 2006. This is the year that Philip Seymour Hoffman won for Capote. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Reese Witherspoon won. And also... Uh, Judy Dench was nominated for Mrs. Henderson Presents alongside Miss Witherspoon, but of course lost, um, which is crazy. Right. Um, but more on that later, I guess. Uh, George Clooney won for Syriana, mm-hmm. and that was the same year that Brokeback Mountain was also uh, nominated, and Jake uh-huh. Gyllenhaal was in, in that category. And then uh, for Best Supporting Actress, Rachel Vice won for the Constant Gardener, beating Miss Amy Adams in Junebug. Oh, so it was quite a year. Quite a year. I mean, that is. I I was wondering. I'm glad you looked that up because I was wondering what the Oscar story was because I know Kieran Knightley was nominated. Um, yes, but uh, oh well, that is. I mean, I've never seen the Constant Gardener, but I feel pretty strongly that Amy Adams in Junebug is the best performance of the year. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we will, we will say that. Yeah, the cows come home. Yeah, exactly. You got cows. <laughs> Have you seen Twister? Do you know that reference? I do. I do. I know that. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Ooh, but Keon and I say that all the time around the house when they're and the cows are flying mm-hmm. around the car. I remember oh, them eating that actress. Oh, yeah, is it like Lois Smith or something like that? It's. Like... I mean, Lois Smith is in there, and she's great. Uh, I... let me look it up real quick. Yeah. she's the romantic lead that like um. Uh, is like in love with Bill Paxton and then she hits the road. Jamie Gertz is from oh, that. She does not look like a Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. And I, <laughs> yeah, and I feel, oh, Lois Smith is so fabulous too. She Philip Seymour Hoffman's also in that oh, movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, full circle over here. Like a twister, just I a full know. circle. <laughs> um... But yeah, so, but it, uh, like you mentioned, Keira Knightley did get nominated for leading actress. Of course, she uh, lost to Reese. Um, but they also got nominated for. Art direction and costume design, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Both lost to Memoirs of a Geisha. I support that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beautiful film. Um, and it was nominated for Best Original Score, too. And it lost to Brokeback Mountain. Oh. Which I feel like, was that the only Oscar that Brokeback Mountain won? I remember that year and I was just like sitting on my couch as like a young gay boy in high school. Right. Oh, right. no, I was in college by then. Um, just like 
harumphing at the TV because Brokeback Mountain got shut out. Yeah. Well, because I remember, like, I know that Michelle Williams was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and she was kind of yes. a front runner that year. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I feel like, didn't Ang Lee win Best Director? Oh, you're right. I'm looking at it. They, best, uh, um, best Achievement in Directing, it's called. Oh, excuse uh, me. Interesting. I know, right? Uh, and then Best Writing for Adapted Screenplay and Best uh, best Original Score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like the score for Brokeback Mountain kind of became this, like, cultural reference. Like, it almost yes. became almost, like, parodied in some ways. Like, you could do, like, a little skit that was, you know, because it was very in vogue at the time to make fun of men falling in love, you know, uh, on a mountain. But you could play that music and, like... Yeah, I could hear it. It's yeah. so like desolate and just like three chords, but it yeah. like, works at the same time too. Yeah. Um, to go a little bit deeper into awards season because that's always fun to do. Yeah. So, uh, Kira was also nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, uh, Reese, of course, beat her out again. But you know who else was nominated in this category? Sarah Jessica Parker for The Family Stone. No. Isn't that interesting? I love shit like that. I love a good like. I I think that that's like. I'm not surprised by that. That's mm-hmm. very globy. It's so globy. It's so yeah, globy. It's, so glo- it's, it's just so globy. And <laughs> so globish. Yeah, it's just ugh, terribly globish. Um, and and you've seen the Family Stone, right? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I I thought you were pretty Many familiar with it. Times. Yeah. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is pretty good in that movie. I think that yes. like I understand the nomination. Um, I've been rewatching every once in a while. It's very masochistic, but I'll rewatch many episodes of Sex in the City and just hate it. Oh, just hate it. And I just hate Carrie Bradshaw so much. But like, yeah, uh, I, whenever I see Sarah Jessica Parker in something else, I'm like, OK, she's not Carrie Bradshaw. That was a character. Like, don't blame yeah, her. Don't true. don't it's make her hard. carry that. It's yeah, so hard. Mm hmm. Very rarely do like TV characters like branch out and do something else that's different that works. I feel like, especially in comedy, mm-hmm. I feel like two to, that come to mind right now is Tony Hale, mm. and from like Arrested Development to like Veep. It's like he carries some of like Buster over to Veep. Have you seen either of those shows, Colin? Uh, yes, yes, I've seen Arrested okay. Development and I've seen a number of episodes of Veep, so I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and even and then the other one, of course, is the Queen. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just forgot her name. <laughs> I start. I was staring at the wall, and I was staring at this frame. Anyway, uh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I can't believe I almost forgot her name. It, it's just like she's like Valerie Cherish. In ways, there's like there's this like minor, minor, minor like uh, essence of Phoebe Buffay too. There's mm-hmm. always a little bit of that that she brings to every role too. The the zany sort of. I don't know, timing, I guess. But yeah. it's altogether to an entirely different character. So, uh, uh, how did we get there? We're talking about awards. awards. Oh, one more thing <clears throat> yeah. about the BAFTAs, and then we will dive in, I promise. No. Um, so, Brenda Blethyn was nominated for a BAFTA in Best Supporting. Uh, Kira was not even nominated, Colin. Yeah, you know, the BAFTAs, they don't fuck around. They'll be like, no, they don't. this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I love Ugh. that the BAFTAs play by their own rules. Yeah, um... And then also uh, Brenda lost to Tandy Newton in Crash, which if I'm going to say one good thing about Crash, it probably is Tandy Newton. Mm. Like, I think that her performance out of all, that's the one that I remember. I've only seen it once. I will never see it again. Oh, God. Um, I think I owned that movie for a while, too. And it just got lost in, like, the college moves from, like, apartment to apartment. And I was like, fine. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I've only seen it once. I I think I saw it in the theaters. And, like, my biggest takeaway was, like, Sandra Bullock come on 
and Brendan Fraser. Oh, it's just like you, it's such a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap. And that one best picture. That was the big upset. That one best I picture. I know. I know. Ugh. Yeah. Now, going back to some of the, because I, I don't think that we'll. I mean, we we can talk about it as we talk about the film too. But what are, what are your opinions on Kira Knightley? Like hot take. Like, mm. what have you seen her in? Are you someone who? Because I know there are people that just cannot with her. Yeah, you know that is a good question because going into this, I had this kind of notion of like, oh, Kira Knightley. All right, like. Uh, I don't know who I can't think of who I would compare her to that I have a similar feeling about or had a similar kind of judgment of like oh I mean how how much range do you really got girl but I uh, and I feel like whenever I think of her I feel like what I think of is like she was in Bend It Like Beckham, right? Wasn't that like one of her early roles? She might have been, yeah. Yeah, I can look she it up. She was in Love Actually. Love she Actually, in... right. I feel like I always the kind Pirates of... Pirates of the Car- Caribbean, Caribbean, however you chose to, uh, yeah. choose to pronounce it. Yeah. I think I learned in high school that it's apparently Caribbean, but Caribbean sounds better, so... Caribbean sounds more like Caribbean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, you know exactly, I mean? yeah. Um was she not in Bend It Like Beckham? Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'll she was. Oh, no, she was. Okay. She was. Oh, thank God. Um, oh, thank God. Like, oh, the, the Bend It God. Like Beckham fans out there. Delete your tweets, everyone. We know. <laughs> yeah. Keep it in the draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think, I, I think I've always kind of judged her a little, but I had a bit of a prejudice, <laughs> if you will. That, oh. <laughs> um, and, and was stuck, you know, and feel, was feeling very proud about that. But... <laughs> God. All right. Play us off. Somebody play. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I would say this movie really changed my opinion. I was like, oh, she she's great. Like she really like I was really impressed. Um what what, she's really great. Yeah, was similar feeling for you, or what do you think about her? Yeah, I um I feel like you would love Atonement. Have you seen Atonement? No, I I've kind of had that like on my list for a long time. List, um, yeah. Um, I read the book, which is very lush, but I feel like you'd really appreciate the book as well. Mm. It's it's like a it's a long read, but um, it's worth it, and it's really descriptive, which I I like that sort of long form. Like he walked to the. It takes like five pages to like for a character just to walk outside and like look at a tree. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but. I think you'd really like it. Um, I think, and Saoirse Ronan is in it. It's her right. first Oscar nomination, a young Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. And she's great. She's really great. And not in it too much, but the part she's in, it's like, you can just tell that she, even at that age that she was something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and James McAvoy is in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he is I know that name. such a hunk. I like him a lot. <laughs> oh, I know. I can picture him now. I feel like I he's one of those actors where I'm like, James Macav. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Brunette yeah, with the yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, Brunette with the eyes. Yeah. But to answer your question, yeah, this is my first. Um, I saw her in Love Actually, and she's fine. And yeah. It's not anything special. But I, I, this is such a, she's played all these like great heroines. I feel like she was in the adaptation of... Um, like an atonement, she's really great. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that too. And then, um, uh, what was the movie I was just thinking? Oh, she was also in Anna Karenina too, as oh, well. Yeah. With I think Joe Wright, who directed this, also directed her in that too. He, she was like kind of his muse for like a, a hot second mm-hmm. for a few films. And um, I think she's fabulous in this. I think it's like I think she has such a great ease with being. Um, first of all, like she's 
gorgeous. It's crazy that like Rosamund Pike, who is also gorgeous, um, uh. is like it's like it's a shame she's not (laughs) she's like oh you know elizabeth's not a beauty she's just you know all brains or whatever they don't say that but like we all know that everyone's beautiful in this movie um except mary i was gonna say well (laughs) well there's mary you know oh i can't wait to talk about mary we'll talk about her in a minute (laughs) if you get my drift um but yeah i think it's i it's a great role i love her feistiness i love her wits um i love her loyalty to her sister and to her family and i really do feel her and rosamund pike have such good chemistry together too yeah um i just love i just want to like crawl in the bed with them and giggle under a blanket Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's part of me that's just so and i think that's kind of my entry point to period pieces in general too because i in no way do i want to live back then in no way but there is Mm. something that's like very like the innocence of it all the simplicity of the everyday life and like what are these it's like did these girls i guess they did go to school they were educated by their mother um or someone else and then they just like chill out and then they just wait to be married which of course by today's standards it's like not very uh, not a very feminist statement to say too but um God, I I just love so much of. I'm gonna say that actually, but just remind me later, and I'm sure it'll come up organically to mm. talk about just like the setting of where this takes place mm. in like the English countryside because I just think it's beautiful, and I that house, that house, I want to live in that house. Oh, that house. Um, yeah, I just kept yeah. thinking like, oh, in the summer, it just must be so hot. Like, oh, <laughs> I just like, oh, where is the deodorant? Yeah, totally. Like <laughs> that where... pig walking through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some central air would really do a family good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I would never want to live during this time, but I, that was definitely one, I think because it is such a different time and it is so, obviously in this movie, just so lush and just so like, um, you know, the art direction is, you know, Oscar nominated, uh, that, you know, I I got sucked into this world and like, I, I was able, like by 20 minutes in, it was able to move on from the fact that like, you know, I put on the subtitles and I think that helped. Um, cause I was just like, what, what are you, what is anyone saying? Um, but I, uh, I, like sinking into it, it is very like trans. I want to not not transformative. It it took me away, and I think especially you know during quarantine and all of this, it was it was nice to have a full, like a complete and total escape from this reality. Yeah, it made me want to travel. It like really like mm-hmm. of course like everyone's dying to go on vacation, and some people are going on vacation, yeah. but um. As far as just like going to Europe or going somewhere overseas and just really experiencing a new landscape, it kind of, yeah, I agree. It took me there as well. And there there are parts where it goes a little bit over the top. Um, her like standing on that like oh. ledge. But it took me a while to figure out that that was probably her just having a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get that the first like 16 times I watched this. I was like, what is she doing out there? Right, right. <laughs> uh, because I'm <clears throat> special. But uh Okay, so shall we get into this? Colin? Yeah. Anything else you need to say about the cast? I'm sure we'll talk about them as we go too. But um, just yeah. chime in, chime in. I so yeah, I was gonna say I, yeah. I'm I'm ready to dive in. I you know I've, I'm sure I've got a couple objections along the way, but okay, um, I am thrilled. Yeah. to talk about that. Yeah. Um. So we'll do a countdown and you know standard BSAs of fill in the blank Mm -hmm. we'll do a little bit of honorable mentions and start our five to one so who 
is your honorable mention in this movie or honorable mentions? So my honorable mention is uh, an interesting choice because she's not in it, but it's Emma Thompson for the rewrites, the scenes that she wrote. Yes. Ooh, Colin, I'm so glad you uh, researched this. Because the scenes that she wrote, like I, and I read this after I saw the movie, I was like, oh, those were some of the best scenes in the movie. I mean, yes. th- uh, the one with Charlotte Lucas, when she, yes. that's I think my favorite scene in the movie. Like, I was hoping you would like that. Oh, too, yes. And I, I knew it was coming and I was like, ooh. I, I wanted to text you so many times because mm-hmm. I texted you initially. But go ahead, I'm interrupting. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I've had the same. I've, uh, there's a few things this week. Where I was like, oh, I gotta save it for the pod. I'll save it for the pod. Yeah, save it. Um, for the pod. But I like, and so Emma Thompson had won the Oscar for the screenplay for Sense and Sensibility in the '90s, yes. and um, and I didn't realize that. I had not appreciated. Like I've always, I've always appreciated Emma Thompson, but I didn't fully appreciate. And now I'm like. I think I need to spend like a lot of time getting to know Emma Thompson. Uh-huh. I of course uh, took a page from your book and I watched both her acceptance speeches, the one for Howard's end and the screenplay yes. Oscar for sense and sensibility. She's just the best. Emma Thompson. She really is. She's, oh, oh, there's one speech. I feel like she's either presenting at the golden globes or I think she's presenting and she's holding up a pair of like Louboutins. Mm hmm. And she holds them up, and they're red on the insole. She's like, "These, these are filled with my blood." Yeah. <laughs> the way that she says, so funny. Yeah, and she just walks out barefoot. It's incredible. Yeah, she's a goddess. She is a, or the woman I want to be. Um, and Ugh. like speaking of love, actually, she is the best part of love. Actually, I mean that. Joni I mean, Mitchell I think scene. around Christmas time, that's gonna be an episode yeah. for us. Yeah, I mean, like the Joni Mitchell of it all. Oh, that scene is just like elevates that movie into the stratosphere. Yeah, she better fold that blanket on the bed Ugh. as soon as she folds. That blanket <laughs> wipes her nose. I'm like, oh, Emma. Um, yeah. So I just, I was so uh, reading that I was so impressed and like, yeah, the moments that she, because she had, you know, was responsible for the Charlotte Lucas uh, telling uh, Elizabeth that she's engaged to Mr. Collins, and then for the scene of Elizabeth with the letter um, and like leaving the room and coming back in, and I was like, those were brilliant yes. moments, mm-hmm. and I just thought, oh, I. I love that a woman was responsible for that. I mean, obviously Jane Austen, but like Emma Thompson, you know, like I love that women were responsible for these moments, you know? Absolutely. I was, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. And I'm so glad that you also discovered it oh. as you watch this too. That makes me very happy. I'm looking up Charlotte Lucas just to see um, if she's done anything else, because I feel like she, and I feel like it's very just general sort of things here. I don't know if there's like one sort of star. Yeah. She's in Broadchurch? She was? Claudie Blakely? Oh. She was. She played a character named Sarah Elsie, and I don't remember a Sarah Elsie in Broadchurch. I'll have to go back and... Okay. I. It's funny. I rewatched a few scenes from Broadchurch recently. Like I just needed a hit. Oof. I needed I needed yes. that, that scene from... I kind of went through like... I have, I have three favorite scenes from the first mm-hmm. season is when... Olivia Coleman beats the shit out of her husband. Uh, oh, yes. He was 11. Um, and then yeah. in the second season is the I am your mother speech. Um, yes. And then oh. the third season. Look at me. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. Oh, that's, that's from the favorite. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. I'm getting all my wires oh. crossed here. But go I ahead. feel like she says something similar in that speech. But Yeah, um, it is. And then in the third season, like she it's not a scene with her, but there's this fantastic scene uh the the woman Kath who is raped and she's she's yes. talking to the 
woman, Trish, whose husband she'd been having an affair with, and they have this like really intense confrontation in the kitchen, and Trish says something really awful to her. It's it's like a much quieter scene, but like it's got a lot of nuances. Um, of course. But oh, broad church. Uh, I mean, uh, the BSA is a broad church can happen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I mean, oof, going back into that world, I would probably skip season three, but I would definitely give like Kath a, a mention, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's incredible in that too. Uh, yay. There was something, um, okay, but sorry, you were going with your honorable mention and then we yeah. we went somewhere, but I loved it. Yeah, uh, so that was, uh, so that's my one honorable mention is Emma Thompson. I just, yes. uh, I, ugh, ugh, fabulous. Um, so, uh, who are your honorable honorable mentions or mentions? So, I'm gonna give an. I have two. I'm gonna give an honorable mention to a man. Oh, and you just mentioned him. It's Mr. Collins, Tom Holland. Yeah, is Mr. Collins. Mm-hmm. What a quirky, weird, pitch perfect sort of awkward performance he gives. And I think really, if I was to be more specific, I'd give it to Mr. Collins' haircut. Oh, Mr. Collins's haircut. Hmm. Yeah. And he just has the craziest, he's like, what excellent boiled potatoes. Many years since I have such a fair vegetable. <laughs> he is. It's, I think that's what makes me laugh. And I know that probably makes like your skin crawl, but like, it's so funny to me. <laughs> well, he, I feel, no, I, he almost made my list of honorable mentions because there is something very best supporting actor about him. And like, mm-hmm. it's a very like, yeah, he, uh, I totally respect that that inclusion yes mm-hmm. yes uh it, he's just he has no game mm-hmm. whatsoever and he knows that he's rich or has like or is going to be inheriting the house you know after because there are no uh bennett brothers just right. sisters right um just when he says to elizabeth he's like it is my intention if i might be so bold to remain close to you the entire evening which in a way is like very sweet mm-hmm. but like not coming from him and it's just like the way that she reacts to that is great and then he also says like <laughs> because he's so deadpan that it makes everything he says even better and he says before i run away with my feelings here he says that at one point too and he's like not doing anything romantic or you know uh, interesting at all during that time. I just, he makes me laugh. Yeah. He makes me laugh. Um, and I, I think he's such a weird, funny character in this film. And I wanted to give him a shout out. Tom Hollander plays him. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Collins. Yeah. I'm, and anytime I hear it, it makes me laugh. I had, I think of Laurie Metcalf. It makes me laugh. Me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, <laughs> oh so good. Um, Okay. Um, I have I have one more honor uh, honorable mention, and then we'll get into the top five. But my another um, honorable mention is Mary Bennett, Tallulah Riley. Oh, good. And she was kind of teetering between like the list and not the list. Mm-hmm. She was almost my top five slot, but I just switched her out um, this morning, actually, or last night as I was lying in bed thinking about this. Um, I just think she's great. I just think uh, she was initially almost dropped from the movie as well, which right. I think would have been such a disservice to like the dynamic of every... You need a Mary Bennett in this movie. Yeah. You need some sort of like... Uh, just like... I, I think in a way we're all Mary Bennett. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like you would play the role of Mary Bennett if you. Oh, were. <laughs> I. That's a. That's a great. That's a great observation because I identified deeply with Mary Bennett when she when she cried to her father that she hated balls. And now let's be yes. clear, the ball scenes 
Oh, the dancing. The dancing. Oh, the, <laughs> the dancing. dancing. Oh. Like, especially the first one. That was where I was just like, I was just like, like, like writhing in my I, seat. I know. Oh. I re- oh, gosh. There's so much more dancing than I remember. And I was thinking of you the whole time. I was like, I'm loving this, but I'm sure Colin is hating it. And I was like, it's the same song every time. Yeah. And like, yeah. like that type of music just like doesn't interest me and like uh, I loved the, it. the pomp I loved and circumstance it so of the dancing and it was oh it, it was just so crowded and and i yes, couldn't very and hot and that hot. was where a, a deodorant moment for me i was like <laughs> how many i don't think i would want to be i could smell that room yes yeah. i could smell that room and i was like i could count the sweaty bangs you know yeah. unlike oh, all yeah. fingers and toes it was just so many sweaty bangs um, but it was yeah, like, Carrie Mulligan's sweaty. Oh God, bangs. that's my new Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Um, it was. I mean, that. I think they went on for a while, and I was just like, okay, movie. You you need to. We get it. You need to move on. Um, yeah, it's almost like we spent weeks choreographing this, and we're gonna show mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I did identify with, with Miss Mary Bennett when she was like, I hate balls. I was like, yeah, Mary. I know. She practiced all week. Oh, I yeah. just think, I, I will always laugh out loud when all the Bennets come to, I can't remember the name of the house, but when they eventually go to, to Mr. Darcy, wherever Mr. Darcy and Caroline Bingley are, mm-hmm. and they all sit on that couch together, and they're all like in pastels and Mary's and like jet black. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. I think that's, and the look on her face, she's like, why do I have to be here? Right. I yeah. loved it. She's the kind of person to be like, I don't want to go to a party. Can we just have like a few friends over and play board games? Like she's, she's my kind of Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I think a ball is a perfectly irrational way to gain acquaintance. Mm-hmm. It would be better if conversation instead of dancing would be, would be, and then just right. fill in the blanks. I didn't write the rest of the quote down. Right. But I, it's great. I, I can identify with a lot of her, and um, she's great. And she's, in ways, like the forgotten sister, but yeah. I, I love her a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to let you start, Colin. Who is your top five mm. BSA? I think I'm going to do a, a last-minute switch from four to five. Um, Ooh, okay. And, and, you know, just to keep it interesting. But I think uh, I'm going to give the number five slot to Caroline Bingley, played by Kelly Riley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I had seen Kelly Riley once before. There's this god-awful horror movie called Eden Lake. I don't recommend it at all. Not that you'd want to okay. see it anyway, but it is. I know. I'm like. Oh, it's terrifying, and it's so dark, yeah. but she's, like, the star of it. It's <clears throat> it's about, like, this couple, and they, like, I don't think they, like, get into a car accident or something, and then or they run afoul of these, like, <clears throat> like these mean kids, and I think, I don't know what happens, but anything, in any event, then these kids start just like hunting them in the woods and it's this whole like survival movie and Kelly Riley's like, you know, just goes through hell. And like the ending is profoundly dark. It's it. it, Mm. I will never, ever watch that movie again. It just, it's so disturbing, but uh, she was great in it. And so seeing her again, I was like, Oh, Kelly Riley, I, you know, uh, England's answer to Jessica Chastain. Uh, Kind of. Oh yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and I just a great comparison. I loved her character. I loved, I loved the role that that Caroline plays. Of uh, she's like she's not quite the bitchy sister, but she's not like an antagonist. She's just like, like I love where she was like, oh my god, how many more Bennets are we gonna have over here? Like, yes. there's are we to receive every Bennet within the country? Yeah, or, uh, something like that. I I loved kind of the the note that she played and kind of just 
and sometimes it was just like the looks that she would give. I was anytime I she was on screen, I was intrigued by her. You know. Yes. Oh yes. I feel like in ways she's she belongs in like um, dangerous liaisons mm-hmm. or something like that. I would love to see her in any of those roles. But she is like a stone cold, like shady bitch. But there is a little bit of like kindness to her. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but like she still knows what her role is like as a woman. But she also pushes that limit of like, I'm also going to say exactly what's on my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work my magic in any room that I can. You know, I think about that when her and Bennett, <laughs> her and Bennett, her and Elizabeth are taking like a turn around the room, which is so. I know it's like you're just gonna walk around the room, okay? Oh, but I love it. Yeah. I love that she said, "Will you take a turn around the room with me?" Mm-hmm. And then they just walk arm in arm, and how Elizabeth is uncomfortable, she just goes along with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are so many moments uh, that make me laugh with her too. She's on my list, so I will also okay. mm-hmm. save it save the rest of my thoughts for when I get to her. Okay. But I love her. I think she's so quotable in this movie too. So um, more on her later. Yeah. Yeah. A great, a gr- I mean, in terms of an ensemble, I love, it's a great part of the ensemble. It's a, it's a great flavor in the recipe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, my number five is actually um, Charlotte Lucas. Oh, um, good. Okay. Yes. Um, I think I don't know if it autocorrected, but it um her real name is Claudie Blakey, which sounds I think like a cartoon character, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Unless my um I think it's Claudie Blakely. Blakely, but okay. Claudie it is. It's not Claudia. Yeah, it's Claudie. I love that. Okay, um, Claudie Blakely. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, Claudie Blakely. Yes, Charlotte Lucas. I just think it's such a um. I'm so glad, like you said, we, we already kind of touched upon it too, but that Emma Thompson written or touched up scene with her and Charlotte, mm-hmm. I, I think it's so crucial to like just shine a little bit more of a light, one, to give her a little bit more of something to do because she's a great actress mm-hmm. and also to sort of give her that moment of like, I don't have any prospects, like I'm not you, I'm... I'm not a handsome woman. I love that there's so many times that they said handsome woman oh, in yeah. this movie too, yeah. which is also, um, I love that term. Um, but it's just such a real conversation and and sort of uh, a cruel fates for her. It's like, oh man. But, you know, she gets what she wants and like we see her later and she's like, it's so good to run a home, Elizabeth. I just love it so much. And like the price of admission for that is of course being married to Mr. Collins. But mm-hmm. He's also very, like, as smart as he is, I guess, he's also, like, so aloof that she can just, like, it's like the My Big Fat Greek Wedding, like, the man might be the head of the house, but the woman is the neck, you know, Mm. and she can just, like, turn it any way she wants, and she's like, no, darling, we're gonna go in here, don't disturb us, Mm -hmm. and he's just talking about his flower garden in the front window, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, I love the line, like, don't you judge me, Lizzie, don't you dare judge me. Oh, I love that. I love I'm 27 that. 27 years old. I have no money and no prospects. That's like what I said when I was at 27. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Like I'm like, same. I still say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Right. Um, uh, but 
And I don't, I'm assuming maybe she's on your list mm-hmm. so we can continue um, or we can sort of put a pin in it until until you bring her up too because I'm interested to know. She is on my list. So yeah, okay, I'll, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I certainly, I do agree. I And I think to your point, it, it reminded me a little bit of like Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton where she's like, listen, I don't yeah. love the guy, but like I'll be comfortable, I'll be secure, I'll be happy, you know, it'll do. Um, but yeah, the, the don't you judge me is, oh my God, that... Honestly, I think that is my favorite scene in the movie. I think it, there's yeah. something about it that just it's like the movie just like slows down and like breathes for a second because it moves very quickly. I mean, for a movie that's over two hours long, I was like, oh, this movie's jetting by. Uh, yes. And there was something about that moment that just like took a moment to and I think it was like this. There was just like a shot of her that just like took a second longer then like it just like held the shot longer of her and i was like oh we're pausing for a second and i just yes. i just love that so yeah she's on my list but i uh oh i love that scene um yeah and just the language alone in that scene it's not it's like there's a there there it's very easy um or you could see like the code switching like obviously when you're in in a house or when you're like entertaining guests there's a different way that people speak with each other mm-hmm. and then when elizabeth and um charlotte speak to each other too it's like they're they're friends i love that she calls her lizzie even when she's mad at her yeah yeah um i just i i just think there's so many great choices within that scene and it's i wish it was longer in my in my memory like i i thought that went on for a little bit i wanted it to be like in in ways it does have the impact of like um a beatrice straight sort of scene too but it's i want more i want to like a little bit more of that yeah Um, so fine uh great Ooh, i'm excited okay my number four is gonna shock you i think uh-huh. um because i and initially when i texted you this was like a selling point for you but i'm gonna put brenda blethen at number four okay yeah okay I, I had sort of this strange switch of uh or difference of like opinion on her like when i brenda blethen going into this movie is like the best part of this movie for me or was the best part of this movie for me Mm -hmm. too. But like this time I couldn't deal with like, I don't know the being in a tizzy all the time. There was something almost like I need you to take, I I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing, but I need you also to take it down like two like decibels, Mm -hmm. just not that much, but in, cause with all that being said, I love Brenda Blethyn in this movie still. Like, I don't think... But it's just, like, everything changed for me. I think that there are moments when I do like the urgency of how she just has to, like... She has a job to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, as much as, like, she is the annoying sort of, like, Yenta in this movie and, like, trying to get her, like, daughters married and everything, she's the matchmaker and she's sort of... That is her M.O. Like, I think I understood it more when I saw it this time around, too. And I love the line on the stairs when she says, like... Lizzie, when you have five daughters, you will know like what I like Mm -hmm. why I'm doing this because it really is depend like Mr. Bennett. I love that she calls him Mr. Bennett the whole time. There's something very sweet about that, but also like formal in a way that it works both ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's ooh, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about how she let's see on the stairs and oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's their it's for their survival. Like she. Mm has to do that she has to take care of herself because she knows that mr bennett's going to pass away and that she doesn't get the house it's Mm -hmm. mr collins or whatever so she 
It's like every waking moment is spent. I wish there was more to Mrs. Bennett than just that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's my biggest complaint, but I also get why that has to happen. And she's, you know, she's embarrassing and she's a little bit too much, but also I love that in a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming she might pop up on your list. Oh, yeah. Too? Yeah, she's on my okay. list. Yeah, but I, I'm glad you mentioned that scene on the stairs because I feel like that was crucial to understand like, oh. Yes. Yeah, like she like she, this is like life or death like if i don't get these girls married off like we're fucked and yes and like it really and i love that grounded moment and i think like yeah brenda blevin oh yeah she's she's great let, yeah. let that be known that she's great it's just that i i guess i'm just expressing that i didn't i remembered her in a different way in this movie than i than i did when i saw it i guess so more on her later yeah um i could see how like the first time watching it, like there's one experience with her, but then after like repeated watchings, it's like, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. That like it might read differently. Whereas other characters might emerge more and things like that. Um, yeah. I definitely had an awakening with one of them too. And I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about her. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, are you at number three? I'm at number four. First, right? So yeah. So my number, number four, four and this, and, and this might be a surprise. I don't know. <clears throat> she was actually number five. And then I moved her to number four it's Lady Catherine, played by Judy Dench. <gasps> oh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh. I mean, <clears throat> don't get it twisted. G- Judy Dench is like that that first scene of her with that hair and that face. Oh, I was just like, yes. fucking Judy. Like she is, uh, I just rewatched, I, I went into a send in the clowns rabbit hole this weekend. Yes. And I rewatched oh. the 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 there's there's two of them, but there's one I like more of her where she like when she does that final part and she goes, well, uh, <laughs> yes, well, and oh my god, uh, I could do a whole episode on like uh, on whatever podcast about different variations of sending the clowns. Oh, that would be a joy. Uh, yeah, Glenn Close, Glennis Johns. I mean, ah, uh, yes. Um, but I, um, I really like Judy Dench in this. I, I mean, I think that it was just—it's a smaller role, and she really has basically like two big scenes, and obviously that big one towards the end is a real featured moment. And I mean, she almost moved further up the list for the line reading of like "you selfish girl." Like it was yes. very notes on a scandal. It was. Yeah. Yes, I gave you exactly what you wanted. Yeah, like she is so good at playing that. And I had read in the trivia that like Joe Wright, like reached out to her and was like, I love when you play a bitch. Will you be yes. in this? And, yes. you know, Judy Dench could do this in her sleep. She's just so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. There were just other performances I, I just needed to highlight more, but um, she's great in this. There's, It was just, uh, she's only number four because there were three others I needed to talk about more, you know? Ooh, I'm I'm excited to hear. I, I That was like a twist for me. Yeah. That was like me putting Brenda in fourth. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, I will hold my tongue mm-hmm. um, of just chiming in because she's on my list. I as figured, well. yeah. Um, but yay, Catherine de Berg. Yeah, it's just a great name too, mm-hmm. and like she doesn't wear like a stitch of makeup, which I love. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. I I just like that again. That first shot of her, that reveal of her, I was like, it's kind of like what we talk about when when a <clears throat> when a supporting actress kind of appears in a movie and like the entrance yes. and. That entrance is just amazing. It's very theatrical mm-hmm. in a way. Um, okay. I jumped ahead of you. I, I allowed you to go first, and then I just like jumped in with my uh, number four. That's fine. Well, so this would be your number three now. 
My number three, ooh, this is tough. And like, I'm going to be second guessing these the whole way too. But my number three is Kelly Riley as Caroline. Great. Okay. Um, To sort of, you know, bookend the conversation we started. Um, most of the this like her performance for me is just quotes. My friend Grace and I used to watch this so many times when I worked at Bush Gardens in oh, Williamsburg, God. like way back in the day. She lived in the same apartment complex as me. And anytime we were bored or didn't know what to watch, we would just watch this movie and just simply quote Caroline Bingley and Catherine DeBerg and just like, you know, prance about the apartment. Um, and it was great. I just love... When that first scene, not the first scene, I mean, really the first scene that we meet her, she's just with Mr. Darcy and they both look miserable. Yeah, at the first ball. I love that where they're just standing there like, oh, God. Yes. And yeah. like the the dig of like, we are quite far from Netherfield Hall, aren't we, mm-hmm. Mr. Darcy? And it's just, it's like, it's so elitist. And, but I love it at the same time. There's, like I said, there's something about her that like, I love a good villain that also has a little bit of, a soft side and i and, and i think it's really in the way that she interacts with elizabeth where i see that soft side mm-hmm. like she always i i mean i just need like a gif of them both like bowing to each other like that the mm-hmm. way that they like nod their heads like horses almost <laughs> like horses <laughs> they're just like yeah. two beautiful like beautifully groomed horses mm-hmm. um but one of my favorite lines is she says, apparently Lady Bathurst is de- decorating her ballroom in the French style. A little unpatriotic, don't you think? It's just so <laughs> stupid. And like, who cares? And I I just like, I drink all of that up. Yeah. And another line, just like the good, uh, my goodness, did you see her hem? Six inches deep in, deep in mud. Mm-hmm. She looked positively medieval. It's, um, she's shady, but I don't think she's, well... She did. Nec- she did convince, you know, Mr. Bingley to not, um, you know, propose to Jane the first time. But also, whatever. I thought that um, was Mr. Darcy who did. I mean, you would know it better than I, I guess would. it was. It, but yeah. I think at that point in the movie, it is painted like we expect that it is Caroline Bingley that says it because she says like. Are you serious, Right, you right, know? on the yes. balcony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I love that. I love mm-hmm. that there's that sort of fake out, but, and then later it is revealed that it's Mr. Darcy. So in a way, I don't think that, like, she she might have protested to it. Like, I think she would definitely make her feelings known, but, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, she is, I hate saying it, but, like, a woman who doesn't really have any say over anything anyway. Right, um, right, right, in that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it, yeah, it's, it, I think that's what I find most intriguing about her character is that she's not... And it would be so simple to make her an out-and-out villain. Just make her the bitchy sister who's like, no, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to sabotage this. But instead, she's just like, oh, God, you can't be serious. But, like, whatever, do what you're going to do. But, like, you know, I don't I don't buy it, girl. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I love that. I, it's it, Again, it's such a it's, it's such a nuanced note that she plays. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and she kind of, like, disappears sort of halfway through the movie. But Yeah, you know. yeah. And it... But that's okay. It's like we get enough of her and I she's my besides maybe Judy, she's my like number two of like people to quote in this movie. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's just they have a really they just have really great things to say. Yeah. Um so yeah, Kelly Riley, Kelly? number three. Yeah. Um well my number three is Charlotte Lucas. Uh played oh, by Claudia Blake. I just and and there's part of me that almost wants to move her up further. Like the more we're talking about her, the more I'm just like yes. so intrigued by her. I, I I I keep going back to that scene, but I she 
I think what I loved about it as well, I mean, the writing is great, everything, and the, the, the direction is great. Like, in general, like, like the, the sort of direction, like, the art direction of the movie, the cinematography, I love, I love the use of, like, slow zooms and fast zooms. Like, there's a lot that, like, yeah, that I noticed. That scene, yes. Yeah, that really tells the story. Um, but I think there's something about, like, that, that moment where she tells Elizabeth that she's engaged Mr. Collins and she just... It, none of it feels affected. It feels like, like you were saying before, kind of the code switching, how they talk to each other feels very natural. And mm-hmm. I I was so just intrigued by her. And um, yeah, I, there, I, it's just, it's one of those performances I couldn't stop thinking about once it was over. It was like Charlotte Lucas. And I love that she's, she's just, she's, she's Lizzie's friend, you know? Like she's not part of the central drama. She doesn't cause any commotion. There's no big like falling out. Like it's not like Elizabeth like stops being her friend. She goes to visit her. So and I just I and I appreciate kind of seeing how she navigates the marriage to Mr. Collins. Like it's uh I think it's similar to Caroline Bingley, where it's like it's a smaller female role, but if if you wanted, you could do a whole spin-off just about her own life, you know? Oh yeah. It packs a punch as far as like maximizing her time on screen too. It's mm. like just her body language because she knows on the like i would love to have seen her like the walk over there yeah getting ready to go tell elizabeth like fuck it's like because you can't you can't hide anything from your best friends Mm -hmm. you know that like and she knew that elizabeth i keep wanting to call her lizzie we're on a first name yeah yeah. or like a (laughs) A nickname basis yeah yeah um that's she would call her out and say like what are, you're insane and i think she says like he's ridiculous is what she says mm-hmm. like and she it's almost like without saying it she's like don't you think i know that like don't you think i know that this mm-hmm. this isn't love this isn't about love it's like i can't afford to be in love you can because you are beautiful and um and have personality and all that stuff too but like i like charlotte i think she's like i think there is personality there it's just the fact that she's a little bit more homely than elizabeth bennett it's it just sucks it sucks to see how much that factors into like you know snatching a husband yeah yeah i think that self-awareness is really interesting and i think i mean her line delivery of like don't you judge me don't you judge me at all like it's so i mean i just kept thinking like oh all of the women and Joe Wright responsible for this moment. You know, it's just Emma Thompson. This is so yes. good. Um, yes. Yeah. I just, it, uh, if I, I, I would, I would totally watch this movie again or would watch another variation in Pride and Prejudice and keep my eye out for Charlotte Lucas. Like that's the one I'm, I'm Ooh. looking for, you know? I feel like, I mean, I would hope at a, cause that's another conversation that we didn't have. And I really can't contribute too much anyway is different adaptations of this i know there is the the colin firth adaptation Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure there are others but i have not it's kind of just like i don't know listening to an original cast recording of something Mm -hmm. versus a revival it's like some people sometimes i I listen to the revival first and that's my definitive version Mm -hmm. and i go back to listen to the original and it sounds like an, an entirely different show so right um i i'm not saying that one is better than the other, but I would venture to say, and that maybe Charlotte Lucas isn't as prominent in the other mm. ones. I That's just like speculation. You right. know what I mean? I right. feel that they gave her this scene and Emma sought, or not sought this out, but like, I feel, I, I would hope that Emma pushed for this scene. Mm. I know. Because it didn't need to happen, but it did need to happen. Like it could have been a conversation. It mm-hmm. could have been like, 
oh, it looks like, you know, it could have been like a Brenda Blethen line or something like right. that. Like, right. Like, yeah, it could have just been kind of said offhanded and then it maybe cuts just to then to the visit. But um, yes. it was the idea. And I think it, it's it's interesting you kind of refer to like Beatrice Strait in Network where that scene in Network, it doesn't have to happen. They could have just yes. been like, oh, I left my wife. And, and the role of Louise could have barely factored into the movie. But the fact that they made the decision to have a set piece for that moment is yeah. I think what I just am so obsessed with with that scene in Network is like the decision to make a set piece and to give a a relatively minor character in the movie the entire movie for a few minutes. I, I yes. just think is uh, I'm always excited by. And so I think that's maybe the same notes this was hitting was like, oh, you gave that. Mo this moment isn't really about Elizabeth. It's about Charlotte. Yes. I love that that's a part of like our BSA canon now, mm -hmm. or at least your BSA canon mm -hmm. of like those short scenes that matter that didn't need to be there. It's like people made room for that scene when they didn't have to. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, especially when it features a woman, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Of course. Ugh. What else is there? Yeah. <laughs> um, so was that your number three? That was my number said? three. So it's your turn okay. for your number two for your penultimate. Okay. My number two, and this is the one that I, it's like, this probably would have been the Brenda Blethen spot, mm -hmm. maybe like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. or like when I was like really, really into this movie, but I'm going to give it to Rosamund Pike. Uh-huh. That, that's my number as... two as well. So we'll just, oh, yay, perfect. Good. I love when we intersect. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say this too, because this is just like, I love shit like this, that this movie features five actresses that were nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress, like eventually. Mm -hmm. Keira Knightley, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, Brenda Blethyn, I don't know what she was nominated Secrets for. Secrets and Lies. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Little Voice, but that's her supporting yeah. Oscar, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan for An Education, mm -hmm. and uh, and Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For like multitudes of for uh, Just so Awards. much, yeah. Yeah, and that year, Mrs. Henderson presents too. But I, I just think there's something really special about her, and I feel, ooh, I think I wrote this down too. But she turned down the role of Rita Skeeter in Harry Potter for this movie, and I think it's such a great choice for her because this is. I just, I, it's so fascinating to think of like different trajectories for actresses and actors and like what they turn down. I love hearing that stuff. I just think it's fascinating to me. Mm. Um, and Rita Skeeter is a, is a funny role. I can't even, I can't picture it at all, but that's cool that she was up for that part. And do you remember who ended up playing that role? Yeah, I can look that up because mm -hmm. she almost reminds me a little bit of a, a Christine Eversall type, oh. but it's like the British Christine Eversall. Oh, that sounds uh, fabulous. played. Rita, you probably like know her. Um, Miranda Richards. Oh my oh. God, Miranda Richardson oh. from the hours. Oh, Colin, what a great call! The British Christine Ebersol, Miranda Richardson and Christine Ebersol. Oh my God, I love that connection. They they are yeah, so similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. Oh, what a lovely surprise. Oh, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, an alum of the podcast, Miranda Richardson. Oh yes, yeah. And and I I'd say like similar trajectory of like Miranda Richardson and the hours is to uh you know. Uh, which I almost called her Charlotte Church. Oh, <laughs> oh God, Charlotte Church. <laughs> Charlotte Church. Charlotte Lucas yeah. is in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to give you some acting. Oh, God. I'm... And then I'm going to leave with all in like five minutes. Oh, Miranda Richardson in the hours. Uh, it bears repeating. Just, yes. Oh, 
just so good. Um, yeah, I. But tell me, yeah, tell me about Rosamond for you. What did, what did, yeah, what did that look like? I feel like Jane, in some ways, for me, was like the heart of the movie. It was like the small, simple heart of the movie. Like I, I, I think what secured her spot for me because she's she's kind of mild mannered throughout the movie but then when mr bingley proposes to her and Ugh. it's the it's the simple line reading of yes a thousand times yes and she's in tears it's beautiful and i just think rosamund pike is just like a, another actress who i can't take my eyes off of like just her the way she carries herself her voice her delivery i mean she in terms of like period piece kind of dialogue sold it for me. I just like, it didn't, I was just so enchanted by her. Like she's Rosemond. And again, like another woman who was, who were we talking about last week where it was like, if I was into women, this would be my kind of lady. Oh yeah, I yeah. can't remember who it was. Yeah, but, uh... but Rosemond Pike would as well. Oh, you said Donna McKechnie. Oh, Donna, Donna McKechnie. <laughs> of course, Donna McKechnie. <laughs> Lest we forget. Lest we forget a young Donna. I'm feeling a lot of th- feelings about Donna McKechnie. Um, in Rosamund Pike is just like fascinating to look at and to listen to and to watch act. Yes. And I think um, I was so like as much as because I didn't really know what was going to happen. I didn't know if Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy were going to end up together. I I thought there might be some tragedy here, and so I was just like as it got towards the end of the movie, I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if Mr. Bingley came back? And then he did. And I was like, Oh, and I just, I got very swept up and I was just like, so happy it worked out for Jane. Yes. Um, yeah. I also read that. Um, I believe his name is, let me look this up here. Cause I know I have it. It's Simon something. Oh, Simon Woods. Right. Mr. Bingley, her, her, him and or he and Rosamund Pike used to date in real life. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, director Joe Wright was uh, hesitant about casting them, but what? It's like what a terrible idea and a great idea mm-hmm. all at the same time too. Mm-hmm. And who knows what the you know what their relationship looked like? It could have just been like a couple dates, or they could have like fucked and then be done. Uh, could have been gone with it, but I just think it adds so much texture to that yeah. uh, on-screen relationship too, which is fun to think about, but also like, oof, that's that's hard probably. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it yeah, it's one of those weird things. It's like whenever you see pictures of like Jennifer Aniston and and Brad Pitt seeing each other at an event, it's like, oh, is it weird? Yeah. Is it weird for you guys? Is it weird here. <laughs> Yeah, I, my friend Grace and I used to watch this movie. We always used to say Mr. Like the name Mr. Bingley in the style of Carrie Mulligan when she looks out the window. She's like, it's Mr. Bingley. She like spits it onto the window. Like her and Jenna Malone. Jenna Maloney? Jenna, Jenna Malone. Malone. I know. I always think Jenna Maloney. Yeah. Jenna Malone. Jenna Maroney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenna Baloney. Um, I, I can't with them. Like I just, and I know that is their, their, I I don't think that separately they're terrible actresses, but I, this is Carrie Mulligan's film debut, so like I feel like they're like just like her only direction was to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's her, you have, like just laugh and be stupid and be sweaty. That was like Ugh. my only like and have sweaty bangs. I just I was so annoyed by them, and I know that's what they're that, what they are meant to. That's their purpose in the movie, but what did you think of them? Were you also annoyed? I was so afraid they were going to show up on your list or Carrie Mulligan was on your list. No, no. The whole time, I mean... uh, Gets out. Gets out, yeah. I mean, it was like, to quote 
to quote the the little sister in Mrs. Doubtfire, shut up, Liddy. Like, oh, I'm just God, like yes. Liddy and Kitty. I was just like, shut up. I couldn't stand them. Like, my least favorite part of the movie was the two of them. Anytime they were on screen, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is olives yes. and mayonnaise. Olives and mayonnaise, the two of them. <laughs> and I just, uh, yeah, I, that was my my probably my biggest point of contention was everything you just said, like the direction of those characters and like the constant giggling and jumping around and like frenetic energy. I felt like I, I felt like I never really saw Carrie Mulligan because she never sat still, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's... I just wanted to be like, girls, girls. I just wanted to, like, yell as loud as I could. Like, just sit down. Just sit. I just... I know. I... Uh, I mean, I and I feel like, you know, when, when Liddy ran away with Mr. Wickham, I was just like, oh, what a fucking relief, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I hope we never see her again. Yeah. And she's so ridiculous. But, I mean, mission accomplished as far as just, like, the immature, annoying younger sister is, mm-hmm. like, spot on. Hats yeah. Hats off to you gals. Yeah. Um, but not as fun to watch. Exactly. It's like, I, yeah. I understand the... Um, I understand the necessity for like or like the the narrative of that but like as a viewing experience it's kind of like when you're watching a movie where like an alarm is going off or a phone keeps ringing and it's yes. like okay th- like enough like enough this is uncomfortable it's like unpleasant to watch and to sit through you know um, oh you know what my equivalent is to that is i hate this trope too and i feel like i see it so many times i don't even know if it's a trope per se but it's like when someone's in an audience watching theater or a performance or something, I might have even said this on the podcast, and like two central characters are in the audience and they're having a full-blown conversation mm. as it's happening and everyone's shushing them and they still keep talking. I hate that shit. It's Ugh. like, just go outside. I'm like, I, I know it adds like a little, it's not even dramatic tension. It's just like, it's just stupid. I don't understand why that has to happen. I hate that. I hate watching that, and it makes me uncomfortable. I have a similar feeling about Ugh. like when people are in a car talking, and the person driving is just like looking at the person in the passenger seat the whole time. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Look at yes. The road. I always get nervous. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, of I'm course. getting angry now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we agreed on Lydia and Kitty because I, that was, I think, the thing no, I they are disliked vile. the most. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, so there's that. So there's but Rosamond that. is just a delight. On the other I, hand, I just think she's. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen Gone Girl? You know, I read the book, um, and I think I started watching the movie, but I may have been like, this was like years ago, and I was probably like too tired or stoned or whatever, and I just didn't stick with it, or I fell asleep. And I, I do want to see. Have you seen it? Yes, and I I loved it. Yeah, actually. okay. And I loved her specifically. Mm-hmm. I think like it's. I would add it to your Rosamund Pike list. You know, if, yeah. if your curiosity is piqued from, from this, like obviously two very different movies, but she is great in that movie. Okay. And yeah. also an Oscar nomination for that. That was her first, I think. So I, I would love to see more of her. I really would. And she was also in an education with Carrie Mulligan. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, she played like the other girl in the group that just like smoked cigarettes and was very posh and cool. Um, I love her. And I, like you said, I just think she has Meg energy, but she's like the best version of Meg, mm-hmm. like as and like Little Women Meg is what I'm referring to. But um, uh, yeah, and I just I think 
what really made it special was the relationship between Elizabeth and Jane. I think uh, so many of those scenes were really just so lovely to watch and to mm. see the both of them. I love the one Keira Knightley moment where um, I think Jane is saying like, he doesn't want me and he never will. And she comes, she and Keira Knightley's leaving the room and then she comes back and she's like, do not give up, Jane. Yes. He loves you. Like, it's like, there's so many different ways she could deliver that. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's so definite and so but not like of course he likes you come on it's just like no i've seen it and i know this is true so just stop saying that don't go there you don't need to say any of that because yeah. you know that he loves you yeah uh, i love that that moment. was a good moment yeah 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 uh yeah rosamund pike and just like what a great name rosamund pike it's yeah just... are, are we saying it wrong is it rosamund is it rosamund, rosamund pike? Uh, i bet it could be rosamund or rosamund Our english listeners yeah let us know yeah let us know um is it rosamund pk are we <laughs> how off are we <laughs> Um, well, that brings us to our number one. This brings us to our BSA, our, our number one BSAs of Pride and Prejudice 2005 Oof. version. Um, and we have two different ones. We so do. I'm excited. We do. Um, I mean, I could, I, I, it's not Carrie Mulligan, so that's a relief. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but who is your, I mean, I could guess, but who is your number one? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think it's fitting for me to go first so we could talk about your number one last. Um, my number one is Judy. Okay. It will always be Judy. Yeah. I think that this is a lot of, there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped in this as far as like the place where I was in my life and just quoting this movie with my friend Grace. And, um, and it never changes for me. Whereas Brenda kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. and shifted. Judy will always be the same. And really the heart of this for me is the argument with Kira Knightley. Yeah. Like the way when she storms in. And I just, oh, I just love that like she, okay. So obviously Judy Dench, her character is pissed. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that's like the main thing. And, but I love that Kira Knightley sort of pushes back and I yeah. love the reaction to, um, and she doesn't push back with attitude. She pushes back with her, like her brain and her words and her like, like she is, smart as a whip and she can keep up and she just i i just in ways there's so much about that scene that i i love kira i love kira knightley in that scene too and but i just i love a good fight in a period piece too Mm. and i think as far as the both of them sort of i mean judy roars a little bit more than uh you know kira does but judy never really roars you know what i mean Mm. like she doesn't have the um the the weast in her but like mm-hmm. i think that she does she can go to a 27 if she needs to um but it's it's just the timbre of her voice too she's never going to get that like grit mm-hmm. if, that, if you know what i mean yeah she but, never does like a you big baby but she like you know it's yeah, in there exactly. yeah yes um and i i just like you have a very small garden madam is just like the ultimate read mm. of just like i love how clever she is and i think in a way that first scene where we where um elizabeth is sort of sparring with her already is is great too i like i like their dynamic together too Mm. and my favorite line of that entire fight with her at the very end in the in like the dark in the middle of the night too i love is like she says heaven and heaven and earth are the shades of pemberley to be thus polluted i love that yeah Uh, and that's a that's a line that grace and i used to say quite often so I, I would have rather have seen Judy win her Oscar for this than Shakespeare in Love. This is like kind of my, 
in a different world, if this movie had more prestige and a little bit more momentum and she was nominated for this and won for it, I'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would still be, of course, like there are several other Judy movies uh, that I would love to have seen her win for. But I think it's a step above Shakespeare in Love. I think it ha- she has more to do. And I'm more, um, I just wanted to see more of her, which is the definition of a BSA. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to compare to Shakespeare in Love because I remember talking about that performance and feeling like at least half of that performance is the costuming and the makeup and the ornamentation. Yes. Whereas here, she's not wearing all the makeup and all the costumes. Like she's so much more stripped down and mm-hmm. like it relies so much more on just Judy. And I, I think about in that last scene when Elizabeth like, pushes back and it's just like you know no i won't i won't promise that and judy just has this like reaction like she's just like sort of yeah taken aback in this like now what yeah and it's really like it's such a small like micro moment and like a little acting choice but it's mm-hmm. i mean that's i think the power of a judy dench is she can just kind of bulge her eyes and like say so the much earth shakes. Yes. yes yeah yeah and i think I understand why you put her maybe a little bit lower in the list too, but like for all the same reasons, it's like Judy can do this with her eyes closed, but mm-hmm. she also is working overtime. And as far as like, like she can do it because she's that trained and she's that good. So mm-hmm. it seems like it's an easy sort of role for her. Like it's like, of course, Judy Dench would play this role and like, she's going to be great at it. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I just think it's, I love seeing her as a villain too. Like very, I mean, Barbara Covet is like my number one yeah. Judy Dench uh, villain. I would say if you want to put her in that category too. But I, I do like the director said. I love seeing her as a bitch. I think it's uh, captivating, and I like to see. I like my Dame a little, Dame Judy a little bit on the feisty side. I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I yeah. mean, I could easily have moved her up. I think it was just like. You know, Charlotte no, Lucas I love and, you didn't, and Rosamund Pike. I just was like, oh, I'm, and I also kind of had a sense of like, eh, she might be higher on your list, so she'll get the credit where it's due. Yes, um, it, it all balances. It out, all balances yes. out, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, Judy is anything Judy does is is great. It's I think one of our our listeners emailed us and and said that you know something being very dense is a. Um, is a, a turn of phrase when you're describing oh, it's very good. That. Oh, it's very yes. dense. She's very dense. So, um, yeah, she's very dense. <laughs> Judy's very dense. Um, it's satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so my number one is obviously Brenda Blevin as Mrs. Yes. Bennett. Okay, let's continue this. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled. I am. And even mm-hmm. though I kind of railed on her earlier, I, tell me. It makes me sense. Yeah. I mean, she she plays a lot of the same notes. I think for me, like. I mean, I love Brenda Blethyn. I, uh, you know, I, I first saw her as a kid in The Witches, and, yes. you know, she plays Bruno's, you know, Mrs. Jenkins, and has this, like, fabulous pair of glasses, and just, like, <clears throat> goes to a 27 by the end of the movie. It's, it, Brenda Blethyn is, she's another actress. There's a movie called Saving Grace that she's in from, like, I don't know, mid-2000s, where she plays, like, a... Um, a widow who starts growing pot in her little greenhouse to make money. Oh my God. And it's supposed to just be like such a feel good movie and like real, and it's, you know, Brenda Bled and getting stoned. It just sounds like, uh, a hoot, Oh yeah. Hoot of a good Sign time. Me up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen secrets and lies. I saw it years ago and it's, yeah, I mean, she's, uh, she's nuts. Like she's fully committed in it. I just, I, 
I think she's fascinating to watch. I think in the context of Pride and Prejudice, there's just a lot of like quintessential BSA notes that she's hitting for me, like getting drunk at the ball and like being flustered and like being hung over the next day and like cracking the egg and yelling at Mary. Yelling at Mary. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like the the scene when she's in bed and and she's just like completely dismayed over Lydia leaving and the flutterings and spasms all over her. And like, it's, I, I just love the, that again, like that ingredient in the recipe is just, I'm always excited by, even though it is a strong ingredient for sure. Um, yeah. And I think what grounds it is that moment on the stairs when she tells Elizabeth, Mm. like, you know, it's the mother of five kids, like five, you know, five daughters, like, this is what I got to do. And it, and I, and there's sort of like a nice sort of quiet moment with Mr. Bennett towards the end when there's that great tracking shot to each of the windows of the house. Yes, um, yes. And I, I love that. I like her relationship with Mr. Bennett. I think Donald Sutherland is great in this. I think Same. it, you know, he was it's almost perfect. an honorable mention because he has some great talking through tears at the end that I just, yes. uh, and even the, the subtitles at one point just said laughing through tears. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh the steel magnolias of it all. That, yes. <laughs> And and he is he's so fabulous in that last scene. He really is. He is. Um, it's crazy. I think Donald Sutherland has never been nominated for an Oscar. I believe I've Ugh. read, and it's crazy. He's such a good actor. Um, he is. But he, uh, I just I love their relationship, uh, and I just yeah I love a Brenda Blevin. I mean, it she's totally different, but it for some reason it made me think of Brenda Fricker in My Left Foot, and I was like ah. I love a good Brenda, you know? I know, a good Brenda Vaccaro. A Brenda you know, Vaccaro. You love, you love your Brenda. You should have, I mean, a Brenda episode. A Brenda like, episode. Details or something, or uh, even this. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about Brenda Vaccaro. Yes. Come on, come I love a good Brenda. <laughs> yeah. I love a good Brenda and a good Barbara. Those are my, like, Ooh. the Brendas and, and the Barbaras. And a, yeah. <laughs> The Brenda and Barbara brunch. The Brenda and Barbara brunch. If I if I was ever like a drag queen in another life, it would be the Brenda and oh, Barbara yes. Barbara brunch. Because if I was a drag queen, my drag name would be uh, Barbara Please, which is from yes, my dearest. Of course, so, yes, um, it's perfect. Yeah, um, but yeah, Brenda Blethen. I just um, I couldn't not. I just ugh. It, it's it's what I show up for. I think yes. I I I agree with everything that you're saying, and I think maybe at the beginning is where I was more annoyed with her, and then like once I settle into it, I was again like the same thing with Lydia and Kitty too. It's like mission accomplished. They're doing like she's playing the hysterical woman, like mm-hmm. mother who is just desperately trying to make her daughter or get her daughters to be married to someone rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, too, it's like there's so much comedy in this role, too, which I yeah. do love. And I, I didn't say that at first, but like just the um, like the pivot between like spasms all over me to like oh, married when she like sits up and finds out that Lydia is married. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all washed away. Yeah. And she doesn't even care anymore. And then like later on when they find that Mr. Bingley's coming back into oh. town and she's like, well, we don't really care if Mr. Bingley's coming back. No, sir. But are you sure he's coming back? And just like the lean in, mm-hmm. like, yes. Are you sure he's coming alone? I think she says. Yeah. Um, It's it's really great. And and she's like perfectly capable of, of hitting those notes, too. And like the flurry of activity, like when they find out that Mr. Bingley is at the house. I was just going to say. Up. Uh, she's Everybody like, act Mary. normal. 
<laughs> yeah, she's like, Mary, put that away at once. Find some useful employment. Yeah. Her her voice goes like, useful employment. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so good. I, I love that that thing that Brenda Bledon does with her voice, where, like, that the hills and valleys of her inflection yes. is just so interesting. Um, but I love that scene of, like, okay, everybody, just act natural. I was like, oh, I know this woman. I I I I know this mother. I was kind of raised by this. You know? Yes, and she, I don't know if she says it to Lady Catherine de Bourgh or someone else, but like these might be two separate moments. When she, when Catherine de Bourgh comes and like the whole family's like, "Why are you here?" She and the, and then she finds a way to tell Catherine de Bourgh that like Lydia just got married. Oh yeah, which is mm-hmm. just perfect. And then. I don't know if this is the same sentence, but she said it was in the papers. It was, you know, very small, but it was there. Yeah. It's, uh, I just love how she says that. Ugh. Yeah. It's yeah. Her delivery is so it's like, I mean, it's such an example. It, it, it reminds me of Eileen Brennan where it's like, Oh, you just have these notes that you play that like no one can tell you to play. Like you just, this is the, this is what you bring to a role is like these yes. very special ways of delivering lines. It's the essence that really, like, yeah. And I'm so glad that she got to do it. I mean, obviously, she is an accomplished actress. Like, mm. it's not like she's not getting work. I don't know what she's done recently, but um, she's there been are in so a many ton women. Of stuff that, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many women who could play this role, too, mm-hmm. that I would love to see. I would love to see Eileen Brennan in this role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see Olivia Coleman in this role. Oh, yes. I oh, mean, bugger yeah. in everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd see huh. Olivia Coleman as Mr. Darcy. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I mean, we didn't talk about Mr. Darcy. What did you feel about Matthew McFadden? Is that his Matthew name? McFadden, Matthew McFadden? Yeah. I mean, it's such an it's a it's it's a hard it's role. A hard it's role. A super hard role. You have to be like so like you know keeping everything so close to the chest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think there was a part of me that was just like, oh god, the like haunted loner. Oh, like the, like that kind of not necessarily his performance but just like that archetype it's just like uh just because you're withholding doesn't mean what's behind the lock is worth the the trouble you know um yes you know but i love that elizabeth says that to him in mm-hmm. a way she's like i see what you're doing and i'm not impressed by you like i'm gonna mm-hmm. read you every chance that i get because yeah. I, I know what's going on here right and right not interested yeah, yeah i'm not playing this game yeah yeah um i mean you know it's uh again like i I didn't know if they were going to end up together. And so certainly by the end, I was just like, oh, Mrs. Darcy. Oh, Mrs. Darcy. You know, Ugh. like I, that ending is actually know there's a there's a the U.S. ending and the U.K. ending. And that's like the U.S. version where we get that scene. Yeah, that was deleted. Yeah. And it's a great scene. Like, it really is beautiful. Uh, that that little dialogue at the end. I I'm a big fan of that ending. Oh, good. I thought it might have been a little bit too, like, saccharine for mm. you, but I, I'm glad that you liked that. Because I, I think he's such a hunk in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite moments are when he is a little bit more vulnerable and mm-hmm. that whole, like, I need... This is going back to the scenery. I need to go to the UK or wherever this was filmed. I need, like... as a, Like, I need the Sex in the City, like, bus tour version <laughs> of, like... Like a but like a Pride and Prejudice like countryside <laughs> getaway, and to go to all of these places because I I need to find that like what is that called? I don't even know what it's called. Like where they had like the first scene. Oh uh, yes, that, that in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think it's called like a rotunda or something like that. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. But I love him in that scene. I love him like telling her that he loves. 
he loves her. And I think oh, one of my favorite line readings in this film is when he says it at the very end as well, too, mm. that he's like, I love, I love, I, I love you. Like the way that he mm-hmm. like pauses and the way that he almost gets like overly emotional is just mm-hmm. like everything I need to like wipe the rest of it away, I guess. But yeah. he still was kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's like withholding men. Am I right, ladies? Um, but <laughs> right? also it works for me. And I, I knew like once you know what you're signed up for and the fact that like you can see it, him sort of um, softening as the movie goes on. Like mm-hmm. you do see him smile when he's with his sister mm-hmm. and um, it's it's very cute. And I think he's very he's in succession now that HBO show. He's actually oh, a, yeah. a best supporting actor nominee for this year's Emmys oh. for, in a drama series. Wow. So. That show is on my list of homework is because I've heard yes. great things yeah. about the ladies of succession. So and I guess the yes. men as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I can certainly see why kind of. Uh, in terms of in literature in movies like the character of Mr. Darcy is so kind of there's something iconic about oh like it's almost like an archetype in itself like it's it's a Mr. Darcy type you know yes yeah Um, absolutely yeah um well all right yeah well there we go well uh well speaking of the Emmys I don't know if I have much Emmys homework updates uh this week I can't remember if last week we talked about that I did start watching Watchmen um, I think yes, I may. You said you skipped to episode three or right, something, something right. of that sort. Yeah. Um, and I think that, so I was talking to Johnny about this and I think he had said that like, that is like, I think where Gene Smart is featured the most. So I'm going to keep watching it. I mean, Regina King, I'm excited to keep seeing. Um, I think that Gene Smart was great. Um, there, I think there may have been a part of me that like that, that performance was like played up so much that I was maybe expecting like even more, but, mm. um, but I'll keep watching. I mean, still it's Gene smart. Uh, I was thinking this morning, I was thinking about how I can't remember what episode it was, but when we talked about garden state and that I had I did not oh, remember yes. that obviously she's in it, but that Ann Dowd is in it as well. And <laughs> yeah. that Ann Dowd, and you thought their roles were really yes. Yeah. And Ann Dowd is the one with my favorite line of like, Oh, you can tell it's her by the hands. Uh, <laughs> And Dowd. And Dowd. Oh, Just, it's so great. Uh, so um, do you have any sort of Emmys homework or anything you've been watching that you want to celebrate? Or did that roll into BSA of the Week? What do you What do you have? Yeah, it kind of bleeds into BSA of the Week. So I'm going to I'm gonna hold my thoughts. All right. Because um, uh, I said last week I was going to watch um, or work my way through a specific show. And I have. And I have some... I have some thoughts. All right. Well, then I guess that does bring us to our final segment of the episode, which is our BSA of the week, which, as uh, our listeners know, is uh, a performance or a person or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives. Um, Mm. So uh, what do you got? Nominees, winners? What do you got? Yeah, I just have uh, it's like it's like winners and nominees put into one big ball of bsas too so mm-hmm. i had said that i was gonna work my way through what we do in the shadows oh which right is on hulu um and fortunately and um i almost said unfortunately but um or not let me start that over again there aren't as many women in the show as i'd like it is it, but it's mm-hmm. pretty balanced i'd say but um there is a woman there's i mean i don't even know where to start here but the main like vampire i would say in the core like cast of four she plays Nadia, and I'm gonna butcher her name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to it. Go for I'm it. I'm gonna say it's Natasha Dimitru. <sighs> sure. So there's that. Mm-hmm. She actually feels like a um, 
where, where I wanted to see where she was born because I feel like I hear a Cockney accent like leak out every once in a while, but mm-hmm. most of the time it's sort of like that Transylvanian like you know Eastern European accent that mm-hmm. she does. She is in in so many ways the best part of the show. Um, she gives it's the things that she has to do because I really do like basically it's vampires in like a modern day world, so they go mm-hmm. to like. They they just go to different things, and it's funny to just watch them navigate it, too. But besides her, Natasha, there is a great performance by Beanie Feldstein. Oh, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in the most recent episode I watched, it was like a, an abundance of uh, guest spots. There's like this vampire council that they have to like go in front of. And of course, who plays the head of the vampire council but tilda swinton oh god who really and they it's like they're leaning into it because everyone like thinks she's a vampire anyway and mm-hmm. the best part about it is her name is tilda in the show of course it's just perfect yeah it's just perfect and she's hysterical and um so really i'd say like those the combination of those three women in this show and the show in general is my bsa of the week i feel like I, I want to say that you would like it. I said this last week too, mm. but I, I don't know. I, I, I would, um, I'd be pleasantly like surprised. I'd be like, yes, let's talk about it. But mm-hmm. also, um, I don't know how else to describe the le- level of humor besides like it has that English sort of sensibility, but it also has like a little bit of wacky sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Monty Python ish ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say ish. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's smart, and they can say the f word because it's on FX. So like I right. think that that adds to it. Um, and the men are great too. I will say the men are fantastic, and there's a lot of really well known like British actors that like I don't know as well. But when I talk to other people about the show, they say like, oh, he was in this, 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 this and this, and mm-hmm. I've never heard of any of it. So uh, yeah, what we do in the shadows, it's great, and it's a great watch, and it's half hour, and I I love it. All right. I mean, I'll give it a go. I I will admit, and it's probably not a wildly informed opinion, but from what I know, I can't stand Monty Python style humor. I can't. I just, (laughs) like, there's something about it where it's just, I think what it actually is, is like, it's like people who quote it. Like, I'm, Mm. I'm not a big, like, South Park fan, but I understand that there's a lot of brilliance behind it. And like, I saw Book of Mormon, so I know, like, those two guys, like, there's a lot of, there's smart, there's smart cookies. But I find that people who love South Park then want to say, oh my God, there's that episode where such and such. And it always is just like, okay, I think you had to be there. Sorry. Yeah. It's more fun to watch. Yeah. To hear about. It doesn't translate in that, in that kind of like anecdotal way. And so I feel when people quote Monty Python, it's the same thing where it's like, you know it's very it's just now brother you know um sure, sure. so i i could be judging it falsely but that's my my hot take on monty python but that does not stop me from checking out what we do in shadows um yeah and it's um i think uh taiko watiti who won the oscar for like best original screenplay for jojo rabbit he, yep. he has like a hand in I don't know if he wrote the movie. I'm making that up on the spot. But he's also one of the guest stars in the Tilda episode. And I, I see his name pop up almost every time in the credits, mm-hmm. whether he directed it or wrote an episode 
or is just like an executive producer. So it's that sort of sensibility too. And I don't know if you saw Jojo Rabbit. Yet. I didn't. I that's one of those movies Neither that did I, I I've been resisting it. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. think I want to. But mm-hmm. um, you know, then I'll see it one day and be like, oh my god, has anyone seen this movie? It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, all right. But anyway, how about you? Well, this is one of the things I've been wanting to text you so many times about my BSA Ooh. of the week, but I knew I had to save it for the podcast. <laughs> my BSA of the week is Julie Klausner. Yay! I I mean, I have seen Difficult People before. I've obviously listened to How Was Your Week. But the past, you know, weekend and few days, it it has just been Klausnerama. I Uh, have been... At (laughs) gmail.com. At (laughs) gmail.com. I downloaded the app. I have been... Oh, yay! Which, I mean, I don't know what I was waiting for. What a treasure trove. I yes. listened to the Andrea Martin episode. I listened to yes. the one after Joan Rivers died. Yes. I've listened to a bunch of the Paula Pell. Like, I mean, and then, and there's still just so many. It's, there was, I mean, oh my God. There was one episode where I just, I was in the shower and I was like, yes, yes. Like, because she was just saying so many <laughs> things that I was just like, oh my God, Julie. You're, yes. And I rewatched all of Difficult People this past weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. And that show is, I mean, like, I also think that, like, we're certainly, like, the target audience. It's like, oh, yes. You know, like, gays. Andrea who, Martin. Andrea Martin. Gays. Andrea Martin. Like, people who get those, like, New York references, those pop Lovable culture curmudgeons. Yeah. Yes. And, like, the script is, I mean, her writing is genius. Like, Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't get over. It. I mean, the cast, like the the guest stars that show up in that, are just. Yes. I'm like, I'm every episode. Like when Susan Lucci shows up, I was like, Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like, I I just I have found Julie Klausner to just be this like beacon for me lately. Of just like, like oh my god, the, the she because the the episode after Joan died, she then replayed like the one of those early episodes, the, yes. you know, where she interviewed Joan, and it was just. I really think that Julie Klausner is carrying the torch uh, and and is continuing that vein of humor. And I love, especially nowadays when like there's just everything comes with a trigger warning and everything, you know, is is too sensitive to joke about. I love Mm -hmm. that she goes there and I love that she makes those jokes. And it's and it's doing the same thing that that Joan did of like. You know, and that I think Bianca Del Rio does of just like, mm-hmm. don't take any of this too seriously. No, like, and and I'll make fun of myself first before anybody else. You know, like it's yes. equal opportunity. I'm just, I'm obsessed. I'm just, I'm so obsessed with Julie Klausner these days. And oh, I, music to my ears. Yeah, Colin. I've been. I've just wanted, wanting to text you about it so many times. Oh, well, now you can. Now I and can. I, I will expect a full report yeah. every week. It's, yeah. So for anyone who didn't know i think we talked about on the podcast it's there it's like a it's called how is your how is your week app yeah it's just an app and you pay i think it's like eight bucks for the year it might be more than that and you get so many backlog episodes too it's Uh. it's really a gift and there is something so like you said there's something so brash and so smart and so zany about her like her her humor and her delivery and the way that she talks that i can't get i've laughed like like to the point of like tears laughing several times listening to her podcast because it's so like i i think it's you say this on all right mary when you love when michelle michelle visage i can't say that (laughs) michelle visage says oh it's just so stupid you're Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing but it but it is and it's so 
it's exactly my brand of like everything. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're just describing too. It's like, oh yeah. And, of, and, and like when she came out with difficult people, I was just like on cloud nine because oh, yeah. it's, it's a shame it didn't go further than it did, but I love that it's sort of like this cult classic already too. Mm-hmm. Like the people who get it, get it. And the people who don't like fuck them. Yeah. I mean, and the way she talks about Jimmy Jazz, I just, like, I just swoon. She's, I, yeah, I I cannot. Jimmy Jazz is so cute, too. Have you, do you follow her on Instagram? No, I I don't know what Jimmy Jazz looks like. So I have to, like. Oh, Colin, I'm so excited I know. I'm just, like, because I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've listened casually to How's Your Week, and I had watched all of Difficult People before, but, like. Now it's like I'll just keep I'll just rewatch like I yes. finished it and then I just started started it all over again. I'm, oh yeah, I'm just obsessed with her. The only thing I'll say about difficult people is I don't love Arthur. I do find him to be a little. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know what they were going for there, and I think he himself is probably a really good actor. I feel like I've seen him in other things, and I feel. Maybe there's like a tie to like, you know, the early days at UCB or something mm-hmm. or like back in their sketch days that they're just really good friends. But, yeah, uh, I remember he had like a minor role on The Office. That's what I recognized him from. He played yeah. one of like Dwight's oh friends. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Bachelor Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, like the whole thing of like all the different nicknames and whatnot. I'm like, uh, and like always being like wearing the bow tie. And I was like, uh, like it just, it's the only part of the show that I, I don't live for, but the rest of it is just so good. So <laughs> one of, one of my favorite segments is when she reads, she like one of her favorite things is like reading posts about when dogs eat things <laughs> like, and what they're like, my dog ate an entire, you know, candle from yankee candle but like she's like but the dogs have to survive and she's like that's very important yeah so there was like a whole episode where people just sent in stories or she goes to like she'll like read the comments from like kmart's facebook page (laughs) and just like it's it's magic yeah it's magic yeah she is she is just a treasure and uh i just yeah i could do a whole episode about just best supporting julie for god's sake yeah she's she really is one of my favorite ladies. Yeah, hands same. Down. And she gives good Instagram too. So it's like her stories are great. Jimmy Jazz is great. So go follow her there. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, I uh, to just also tout the episode with Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin. I just. Oh, it's. Ah, uh, what a, what a goddess. Yeah, um, she really is. And you buy it. You buy it mm-hmm. uh, that she is her. Could be her mother too. Totally. They're so similar in a way too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit. Oh God! Anyway, so yes, uh, expect a lot of a lot of texts about Julie Klausner. Yay! Yeah. Ooh. Good, good, good. Oh my goodness! Well, you know, I'm content. I'm actually fine to be played off if we need to be played off right okay. now. So, yes. uh, oh, and we now we're being played off. Um, yes. So, uh, where can folks find uh, more of you in this world? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kuchanov. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. All right. How about you, Colin? Well, uh, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. You can find me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. You can find me on All Right Mary talking about drag. Um, And, of course, you can find both of us in a best supporting capacity at BSA Pod. Yeah, on Twitter. And on you can send Twitter. us emails uh, of your thoughts on Pride and Prejudice or any other adaptation at thebsapod at gmail.com. Yeah. Chime in. Uh, and with that, you know, a, a special thanks to all of our BSA nominees this week from yes. the Honorable Emma Thompson to 
Uh, the fabulous Claudie Blakely. Uh, yes. Mary Bennett. Mary Bennett. Tallulah Riley. I love that her name is Tallulah. Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah, not enough Tallulahs. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, Rosamund Piquet, however we say her name. <laughs> uh, of course, Dame Judy Dench. Yes, and Queen Brenda. Um, yes. And, uh, I mean... I think all that's left to say, let's hope I can, I'm going to try to land the, stick the landing here. Yeah. That, uh, well, um, so that, as they say, is, (laughs) is that, you even said is, I didn't even get to say is that. Yeah. Oh God. I have no pride. Um, (laughs) just prejudice. Just only prejudice prejudice here. (laughs) I'm wondering. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 